Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another edition of the Boxing Voice Radio. I am your host, Nesta Gibbs, joined alongside Ringwalk Danny. What's going on, champ? What up, champ? Back with another one. Yes, sir. And we're here to discuss the Mexican monster. monster. And questioning whether or not he really is that. Because now that his three-fight deal has been revealed, if he really goes forward with Morrell, Demetrius Andre, and Jamal Charlo, without considering Canelo in between that, uh, he really is the Mexican monster. And he would be cleaning his uh, entire division. And there's other articles out there where he's saying that he has three to four fights left at 68, which would include the three gentlemen just mentioned and Canelo Alvarez. But uh, I am pretty shocked at this schedule. Uh, yeah. We were just talking about Canelo and Oscar and and, and guys like Floyd. Did, did they take someone, like in between these three, he needs two more. Whether that's Yeardham and another Kyrone Davis, but in between Morrell and Andre, there needs to be two tune-ups. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's... Uh... What's the phrase? Murderer's row? Like, yes. I mean, it's just going back to back to back. Obviously, uh, definitely a tough schedule. It would be an impress impressive schedule. An you impressive know. run. I think. Did Canelo do anything similar to that? I mean, With the he, Trout, who came after Trout? Was that immediately Cotto? I mean, Mayweather? Mayweather. So before Trout? Nah, before Trout. Uh, What's his best run? Because that is a run. I mean, his undisputed run was pretty good. So you're saying Rocky, Callum, Billy. So not Rocky. Rocky it was Callum. Callum. No, it was it was Callum, Yildirim. Well, you got to include Rocky because I mean, that's that, how he got up there. Yeah, but that was like... The regular belt, which yeah, led to the WBA but it was like shot. Two, it was like two years prior. But he held it, and that's how he got the shot at Callum. Remember, Callum was the super WBA. The diamond was there, but the, the real BC didn't come till Yeardham. I'm pretty sure he did not hold it. But regardless... Uh, Who didn't hold it? Canelo. But regardless, I mean, it was a good year and a half in between. I'm talking about that one year... The fights that were back-to-back. -back, you know what I'm saying? Because we're not going to talk about uh, the fight that Benavides had two years ago. Include that name and then include, you know, it doesn't matter. This is the run because it's back-to-back. -back. So... Callum, 10 weeks later, Yodrum, 10 weeks later, Billy Joe, and then um, six months later, Caleb Plant. He he took the belts from all the champions and, uh, you know, did it in, in less than a year span. I mean, it was a good run. It was a good run, and those guys technically... They're champs. So, Benavidez was beating Morrell. Was it better? Hold on. Because, hold on. 2019, November, he knocks out uh, Kovalev at light heavyweight. Mm -hmm. May of that year, he unified at 160 middleweight. So, he jumped up two divisions for that fight. With, and that was with Danny Jacobs, 2019. I believe. Yeah, 2019 mm -hmm. was with Danny Jacobs. Who did he fight before Danny Jacobs? Uh, Rocky Fielding, like I said. 
Who did he fight before Rocky Fielding? Gennady Golovkin at 60. But that was in September, right? Yep, 15th. Before that was the Gennady that's, Golovkin fight yeah, no, 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 a year no, before. No, the rematch, that's his best four-fight four stretch of his career. What? The rematch? Golovkin Fielding, to, Jacobs, Kovalev? Yeah. Yeah, and even that he became champion and he became champion at sixty, became champion at sixty-eight, unified at sixty, and then became champion at seventy-five. That's the best four-fight run of his career. And that's what I'm saying. Uh, you know, David would be creating his own legacy running through, through these three men, but um, these guys were champions on paper. And uh, it's something that Floyd brags about defending and beating be, 24 be, champions. He'd be, be 24 champions and 50 professional fights. And that's the thing, you know, Morrell, <clears throat> he would be considered a champion because he's a WBA regular. Andre doesn't hold the title at 68, and Charlo obviously does not hold the title at 68. Still an impressive run. Big names nonetheless. And obviously, if, if that fourth fight is Canelo, then, I, you know, that's the cherry on top. That's the big one. But but is Floyd counting current or just champions, current and former? Current and former. Okay, so then Benavidez would get credit for Morel as a regular champion, former two-division champion Andre, and one former two-division and current middleweight Jamal. Absolutely. Um, but again, you think of Canelo. Kovalev is a three-time 175-pound champion. Callum, one-times champion. Right. And Billy Joe, you said, no. Who was next? Gennady, unified champion. So, yeah, it's just, it's just a different I mean, run. Yeah, I mean, he became... Uh, unified champion in the division with Gennady. Yeah, but, but Gennady was already, um, what I'm saying is your opponent was already a unified champ. Right, so he beats, None of these men were unified. Right, he beats a unified champ, moves up. Beats a three-time champ. No. Yes, no. 75-pounder. Shut up. Moves up, beats Rocky Fielding. A regular champ, which is Morel. Wow. Also conducting the release of the kidnapping of his brother from the cartel. Same week. Mm, then, he sensationalized that for you. Then he goes down to unify that unified uh, crown that he had at middleweight at the 160-pound division. Cinco de Mayo weekend right here in Las Vegas against Danny Jacobs. And, and, and then he chose to jump two divisions right after that to challenge the light heavyweight champion Sergey Kovalev. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, if I am the Benavidez Damn, team... Yo, he a bad motherfucker, ain't he? I mean, you know, people water it down. They say that Kovalev was was washed up. He had no liver. Uh, Rocky Fielding was just a regular. Callum was untested. You know how it is, bro. But, they, they, but they, they ain't doing they it. They build you up to tear you down. But they ain't doing it. No, I hear you. So, I would say... A ranked guy like I was gonna say Vladimir Shishkin, but no. Even though I know David would, you know that like people would consider that a tune-up for David. But 
you know, those Eastern European dudes are tough, man, and, and I don't want him to get hurt by refusing to get out, you know? Um, but we do need two tune-ups. We absolutely need two tune-ups. For who? For David? He can't fight these three men back-to-back-to-back-to-back like that. You know? Why can't he? Because you could end up being Fernando Vargas. Simple. Well put, Ness. Um, so who's the legend? What do you mean? I mean, he kept jumping up facing legends. and I mean, you know, that was Fernando's era. You know, um, David is in his own era. You know, we just know that Andre is tough. Morel is tough. And Jamal Charlo is also tough. Absolutely. You know? No doubt Those about are, that. And, and I just don't see people doing that. I mean, obviously, Canelo. Guys? Obviously, Canelo. Uh, so, and that's why we're bringing him up. But he's one of the greats, right? Um, because for Plant, if he beats Benavidez, do you think he takes that row? I think he takes the Canelo uh, route. His is his is a more solidified route. Well, I think it's a more solidified route. If you're able to beat the Mexican monster and you're the last person to do eight hundred thousand pay per view sales, dude, you're a shoe in. You're a shoe in. Like who's really answer my question? Do you think it's immediate for Plant? Yeah, that I, means I, it's I this think, year. I think that I think that absolutely Al Heyman and Plant's team send correspondence trying to see if they're interested in a September fight, for sure. Like, for sure. Do you want to make this quick 25 milli? You know, actually, he got paid fit 40 the last time, so you already 50. know. No, he got 40. He got 40. It was 10 for Plant, 40 for uh, Canelo. Uh, 50 total, okay. You know what I mean? Now, now, granted, there's no titles on the line, but they know what... They know... Actually, there will be. It'd be, it'd be Plant... Getting a shot at undisputed based off the off off his competitiveness and beating the Mexican monster. Yeah, I mean there was a WBC there. mandatory, so that's what I'm asking. It's all there. It's all there, bro. It's all there. It's all there to um, you know, set it up for Plant. He just got to win. For Benavidez, he gets the tougher route because people believe that Canelo believes that's a tougher fight. So that's why. He's already, you know, carving his own path by saying he'll face Morel and Andre and Charlo next. Mm. But we do have our first guest, Liam Pato, in the building. Uh, we're going to go ahead and cut to our promo. Don't forget to head on over to KenichiBear.com and get yourself a set of Hibernation 5s. Uh, they are the headphone of choice right here on TBV. Most of our listeners that are truck drivers are using those not only to listen, but to call into the show with amazing audio quality. Use the code TBV for a huge discount, and uh, we'll be right back.
welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're joined with Liam Bado. So uh, we're going to jump right into it. How are you, Liam? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. Thank you for stopping by. And uh, Danny, how are you? I'm good, champ. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. So Danny was blessed to see you spar yesterday, man. I was invited, but uh, I, I was going through some things and uh, I was not able to make it as we had an event get canceled. But uh, what could you tell us from what you've seen, man? How good is Liam Pato? No, I mean, obviously we've seen him in the ring. We're very familiar uh, I thought I was I thought I was a little too familiar with you because in your last fight I knew I knew I knew you had the win, but I'm not gonna lie, I bet you the win decision. And yeah. obviously you had the big knockout, but it was all good. Uh, you know, I, I knew you were right there. Um, I mean, I wanna ask you, because you were number one in the world, got dropped to number two. What it you know, you haven't lost, you had a, a spectacular knockout. I think I know. You know why that happened, but, you know, what can you tell us? Um, that's just typical boxing politics, I think, right there. Um, look, it is what it is, but, you know, you, you can't derail yourself from that. It's, you just got to keep that mindset on the job, focused. I know my time will come. And um, the longer we wait, I'm just, I'm just um, getting all those one percenters in the gym, you know, so just being an all-round complete fighter. So by the time I, when my time comes, I'll be ready. But, um, yeah, look, I just, it's boxing politics for sure. And, you know, obviously you're in the gym getting quality work, have a date, um, heading back to the, heading over to the UK soon, or are you going back to Australia before going to Liverpool? No, I'm based in Vegas now, permanently. So, oh, uh, permanently yeah, in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, I need, I made it, I needed to make the move. I was here for camps, you know, it's the fight capital of the world, so made the move here, better my career. Um, we're heading to the UK, God willing, get the job done and dominating uh, performance and fashion and... Yeah, then head back here and see what's next. But what? When did you make the uh, permanent move to Vegas? At uh, the start of December, I moved here full-time. I was over here for 12-week camps at the time. Then I'm going back home, but yeah, just bit the bullet and decided to make the move here full-time. So it's um it's paying off. Now, yeah, I could imagine because that's a, what, 18-hour flight, 17-hour yeah, flight yeah, back home. Way. Something like that. So making the move to Vegas, was it just the quality of, of of work and sparring that you're able to get compared to, you know, I could imagine Australia, you probably had to fly in work or, or you know, just use what you had uh, in and around your area. Yeah, 100%, man. We're very limited over there. We're so far away. We're um, very isolated part of the world. Um, so it's expensive bringing sparring partners in and also very limited. You only have one or two at a time. We come to Las Vegas, man. Everyone's here, every style you need. So it only makes sense. You know, I want to better myself, better my career. And you got to make sacrifices. And coming over here was, um, that was it. You know, leave my family behind. And it's only for that short window to make it. So uh, you got to do what you got to do. But it's definitely paying off. Well, obviously, you said beginning of December? Yeah, that's right. The full, for the full time, yeah. So obviously, it hasn't been that long. But, uh, you know, how have you liked it? And, and you know, uh for this camp, getting work with, with the Undisputed Champ, I'm sure that's definitely going to help uh, sharpen tools for March the 11th. No, definitely, man. It's, um, yeah, you, you, you can't match that work. It's arguably one of the best fighters in the game today. So getting work in there and in competitive rounds with him is, um, is a true blessing. And I'll just keep taking it and, um, yeah, just keep improving on myself. Now, I know you guys have sparred before. Uh, how long ago was the previous sparring session? Ah, uh, that would have been... Close to two years ago now, I think. 
Um, yeah, we just got one session in. I think that's before he fought uh, Jojo Diaz. Um, but yeah, that's like around two years ago. And uh, yesterday that you seen was the last, was just the most recent one. So I think I'll get some more working with him. You know, God willing, I get my job done March 11. That's what's all in my mind. And then who knows, might uh, finish off the camp with him for Loma. So. Yeah, especially now living in Vegas, that's that's just an opportunity. Uh, you know, living here in Vegas, that you know that you wouldn't be otherwise able to get. come. Yeah, being in yeah. Australia, I'm sure it's a lot tougher. But how how, in your opinion, does working with Devin Haney prepare you for Robbie Davis Jr.? Look, the styles aren't very similar at all, but it's more of the mental confidence. You know, I'm in there with the undisputed lightweight champion, holding my own. Um, Robbie Davis Jr. isn't on that level. You know what I mean? So. It's a big mental, mental uh, aspect, I think, I believe, you know, getting that mind right is it's a very important part of boxing. But uh, that's hats off to my, my coach, Steve Rollins, for doing that and um, bringing that aspect, aspect in, you know, like the style's different. But hey, man, if you're in there mixing it with the best in the world, you know, it's just, it's unbelievable for your mindset. For sure. And Liam, your promotional situation is with Matchroom, correct? Yeah, that's right, yeah. So is there... I guess, any hope for you to get in the ring with Richardson Hitchens, who just was signed and is kind of making waves on Matchroom, or are you looking another direction since you're highly ranked in the WBO? Look, man, I'm, I'm looking to get that title. You know, I've been in the top two for the last two and a half years, so I want them big names now, you know. Well, hats off to him. He's going good. But um, who knows? Down in the future, he keeps winning. He could be a possible opponent. But this time, at this moment, it's... Uh, my sights are set on the big names at the top of the division. You know, I want to um, prove myself and set my set myself up at the at the top there. Now, um, let me just. Uh, it looks oh. like the WBO just ordered uh, Tio and Josh to negotiate within <clears throat> ten days. Um, how hopeful are you that you can be mandated the mandatory to the winner of that fight? Look, you know, I've got to get through March 11 first. I can't get through Robbie Davies Jr. Then there's it goes in my title intentions for a few years, but um. Look, they get that that fight on. I, I I truly believe that we'll be in that mandatory number one position for that title. And you know, who knows? Hopefully, finish the year with a title shot and go willing become world champion. I want to ask because I saw. Um, I actually knew Eddie was in town a few, uh, maybe like a week or two ago, and I saw that you guys sat down for dinner. This is the the next conversation after the fight, right? So he already announced May twentieth in Ireland. Guess who they're trying to go a week later in Ireland? Josh and Tio. So you have them bring them, bring you out to Croke Park. You 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 interact with the Irish boxing fans. They're expecting eighty thousand if they do it if they do it at that stadium. And then you make a vacation out of it. You stay another week. You're ringside, and you know the winner. The winner got to see you next, Liam. No, hundred percent. That's it. You know, but because you were look, we. We know boxing. I knew you were that number one. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I, I told Frank, you know, I'm like, it's the politics. You know, we get it. But hopefully you you, you get that uh, opportunity and uh, that'd be dope. March the 11th, though, uh, what would you say is uh, the biggest thing you have to look out for when it comes to Robbie Davis Jr.? Um, look, we've, we've watched a bit of him. There's nothing over the top that uh, we're worried about. We're very confident in our tools in our training to get the job done. But um, look, he's fit, he's tough, and this is his last chance at getting a, a, a world title intentions, you know what I mean? So he's, I feel the pressure's all on him. It's in his backyard. 
it's his. I feel it's his last shot. He's at the end of his career, I believe. And um, yeah, but he's gonna he's gonna bring ev- absolutely everything to the table. So look, he's he's hungry. But I, I watched, I looked at his record, and he's he's never fought an undefeated fighter. So he's trying to say in a, um, other podcasts that you know he's um he 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 hasn't like I haven't matched the same kind of opponents as him. I Man, he's never faced an undefeated fighter. There's one thing I don't know how to lose. I'm young. I'm hungry. And I want that title shot. So, you know, I feel like I'm going to teach him a lesson in that, um, in that aspect of on, on March 11. That's crazy. Uh, I mean, he has been in there with some decent names. He beat Hank Lundy, who's definitely a decent fighter, road warrior. And uh, he got the win over Javier Molina, who's uh, pretty sure was an Olympian. Uh, didn't medal, but definitely I believe he was an Olympian. He, and he's also pedigree because both he and his brother boxed. Um, so, yeah. You know, and those are his last two wins. So he's re- he must be feeling high on himself. You know, his yeah, two definitely. biggest names, two biggest last wins. So I can see why he feels that way. I I wanted to ask you, how long have you been with Matchroom? Um, so I'm with Matchroom after my Tampa fight. Okay, so um, so and then beautiful. only had one fight last year. So beautiful. Who got you that Tampa fight? Because that was a Jake Paul undercard. Um, yeah, it was. It was kind of come out of nowhere, really. It was, um, we were training, just coming over for a camp. We had no fight date. Um, kind of just come across. Here you know, in Steve Vegas? And uh, my coach Steve and Alfie and Ace Boxing kind of got that, what, the fight here in Vegas? No, I'm saying. Yeah, you, I was you, over here training. Yeah, yeah, in so, Vegas. Okay, in Vegas Just for training. a training camp. Okay. We didn't have a fight date locked in. And yeah, then it kind of come out with about four or five weeks until the fight. We got that that um opportunity and. Yeah, we took it with both hands. So, do you do you believe that that kind of helped uh, put you on the map more, um, and help you get that matchroom deal, or were you already in talks? Or I think it definitely helped seal the deal. We're in talks with a few uh, companies, but yeah, I think that helped seal the deal. You know what I mean? It was um, I learned a lot in that fight. You know what I mean? It was adversity out to face, but um, no, it was good. But I do believe it did help me get. Seal the deal with Matchroom for sure. Now, obviously, oh. having to face adversity, you got knocked down mm-hmm. in the first, came back, you won the fight, signed the deal. Now, you know, not too far away, knocking on the door of a world title opportunity. But, you know, I just wanted to ask the experience overall because, yeah, you got knocked down, but you still came out with the victory. But it was also your first uh, fight outside of your home country. So, you know, um, huge... I mean, Australia, I feel like uh, uh, far from everything. So, you know, you're definitely far from home, not uh, in your backyard uh, by any means. So what was the entire experience like, you know, and also fighting on such a big card with Jake Paul? Yeah, man, it was it was crazy. You know, going from a packed out 3000 people arena in Brisbane, Australia to 25000 in Tampa was unbelievable. The whole build up was crazy. I never experienced anything like that, but um, it was good. I just took it in my stride and. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was a really good experience. And shout out to Jake Paul for giving us that opportunity to uh, showcase our school on that level. But um, yeah, man, it was crazy. And I, I yeah, it just makes you more keen and that more motivated to get to those big fights. And you know, every fight would, like in a stadium that big, would be unbelievable. Now, that being said, this is going to be now your second time fighting outside of your home country. What experiences, uh, or I guess, what is your biggest takeaway that you'll bring into, you know, going into the Davies fight? Um, 
look, we handle most pressure pretty good. You know, uh, we put in the hard work here and with Steve and the gym here in Vegas. So, and we're getting good rounds in. So, man, I, I just, I just, just keep level headed. You know what I mean? And, but I, like I said before, I feel like the pressure's on him. I'm coming to his backyard to, um, yeah, to challenge him for a fight. So it's, uh, I feel like he's going to have more pressure than me. You know what I mean? He's got a lot more of his hometown support there. We've got no pressure, I feel. So I'm just keen to go get the job done over there. So how long have you been in Vegas now? He said December. December, yeah, but I was back and forth. So I've, this is my third camp here. I was living here three months at a time for the camp. So on and off, um, about two years. But uh, now I've just, yeah, made the move permanently. Since December? Since December, yeah. Nice. And what gym are you training out of? Uh, we train all around, but mostly City Athletic. We're doing most of our work oh. out of there, yeah. How you like it at City? No, it's good, man. It's good. So uh, you did spar Alberto Ochoa at City or helped him out, uh, Yeah, I helped say. him out. Yeah, yeah. I How was that? How good is he? No, he's good, man. For, uh, for a novice, he's got a lot of skill. You know, he's uh, trained by old uh, Casamayor, so… Yeah. Man, he's, he's got a lot of skill for someone that's very green. So, you know, uh, I'm always happy to help out people on the come up. So he's a good kid too. So, yeah. And being a Southpaw yourself, uh, did you try to soak anything in from Joel Casamayor? Um, look, I've watched a fair few of his fights. We see each other nearly every day at the gym. He's, uh, he's a good dude. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm always open to learning everything. So, yeah. It's funny, man, because I remember that Brock fight and… Uh... I looked over the resume and I said to myself, you know, I ain't really see a recognizable name. I'm thinking you're going to take him at least a distance. I, I remember saying he's never lost, so he doesn't know how to lose. But Brock was such a, you know, aggressive style. Yeah. I never in a million years, you ruined my parlay, let me tell you. <laughs> I never in a million years thought you were going to knock him out, let alone yep. in the first round. Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be way tougher than that. So. Yep. No, it was good, uh, man. I'm definitely it, locked in, man. No, it was good. It was, uh, couldn't write the script any better. You know what I mean? So, but a lot of people see that, man. I punch a lot harder than what it looks. So, he found out that the hard way. But it was good. You don't get paid overtime in this. So. No, definitely don't. And also, you know, I think it was uh, good for you on a bigger picture because obviously your first um, fight under Matchroom, but it was their first show in Australia. Yeah. If, yeah. You know, so, you know, you set, it, set off fireworks and did it the right way. Let me uh, follow up on that because were you not signed under, I guess, the pretense of the uh, zone Australia? Uh, no, just Matchroom, Matchroom oh, okay. and zone, yeah. So because I remember they launched out in Australia, and then yeah. there was a lot of signings, just like they launched in uh, Italy, and and and, and mm -hmm. Matchroom did a lot of signings. But that's good for you. Then it's not just based for Australia because obviously this one's going to be in Liverpool. Yeah. But I just wanted to make. Clarify that, make sure. So, you know, you have been, prior to the matchroom signing, I guess it had been a while, right? Ten months out of the ring. Mm -hmm. What are the talks with Eddie? How many fights can we expect this year? Or is that, do you think it's going to be kind of a bit of a waiting game due to the potential title fight? Look, who knows, man? I love fighting. That's the reason I took this fight too, you know. Um, it is, they're all risks now. You know, if I don't beat these guys, it's, Back to drawing board for a little bit, but if I can't beat these guys, I also believe I don't deserve a title shot. You know, I need to keep winning and I want to have a busy year. I really do. You know, that one fight last year, I, I didn't like that at all, but it is what it is. And um, yeah, look, I, like I said, I just got, to, I got no other focus apart from March 11, getting the job done. And, and we've got to see what happens with the division with Taylor and, 
and Lopez. You know, with boxing until it's signed and sealed, you can't believe any everything. So, um, yeah. But look, I want to I want to keep busy, man. I really do, and I really hope I get that title shot this year. Uh, you are a thousand percent. Let me oh. piggyback this since right. he brought up Taylor and uh, Tiafimo. We got a Patreon question from David Maldonado that says, "What's up, champ? Who wins between Tiafimo Lopez and Josh Taylor, in your opinion?" Um, look, if I'm back in Josh Taylor, I think if he's on, you now he, he's had that one fight with Catterall. I believe Catterall should have all the belts. Um, after that last fight, but I think Josh Taylor will get the job done. I really do. Do you think he stops him or do you think he goes decision? Uh, just depends what Josh Taylor we get, you know what I mean? If I think I think he struggles with weight a fair bit, which we've seen in the Catterall fight, he looked flat as, but um now it just depends who shows up on the night. But I feel like Josh Taylor will get it done pretty convincingly. I don't know about stoppage, but yeah, I'm I'm back in Taylor. Do you think that T um Fimo shouldn't take this fight? Um, not many people are really impressed with his two fights at 140. Some say that he's not uh, the old T.O. since the George Cambosos loss. Do you, do you think that he's he's ready for that um, Josh Taylor shot? Look, man, why not? If he gets it, if he beats Josh Taylor, then he's back right to where he left off. You know what I mean? So people are criticizing him at the moment, but all it takes is one win and he's back right in the driver's seat again. So good on him for taking the fights, but you know, that's what you want, the big fights, man. And it's good to see that boxing is starting to do that again. The best are trying to fight the best. You know, oh. so, um, yeah, look, I think it's I think it's smart for him to take the fight, especially now with all the uh, the criticism, for sure. Who would you Did rather you fight? See, let me um, jump in. Did you see uh, him second-guessing himself live on television? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, seen that. What that was, was a close thoughts? fight, too, with uh, Sandor Martin, the Spaniard. Yeah, that was very close. A lot of people thought it went the other way, but… Is what it is. Um, yeah. What were your thoughts on on, on that specifically? On, I, I mean, because typically, you know, we're not privy, and you know, we don't hear what's going on, like yeah, post fight yeah. things like that. So that was a very unique moment that you know the world got to see. Just your thoughts of him of, second guessing himself. Yeah, in the ring, man. It just shows a that headspace isn't right there. You know what I mean, like. To do it there on that stage in front of all the cameras is must have been thinking. It must have really been playing on your mind to uh, because you think like you that's something you talk about behind closed doors, not for the whole world to see. So, you know who knows what's going on there, but you gotta have your mind right in boxing, man. It's it's more than half in mental a mental game, you know. So you gotta have a strong mind. Um, I wanted to ask. Well, I think uh, you might have not heard, but who would you rather fight out of Josh Taylor and To? Man, honestly, whoever has the belt. Mm. Um, I want to fight everyone. I want to fight all the names here. I personally believe Progress is the man at the division right now. Um, after uh, Going after Josh Taylor's last last fight, I think Progress is the man. But, you know, I want all the big names. I want to keep proving that I, I belong at the top. And so it's all about testing yourself to the ultimate limit. And, you know, trying to knock off all them big names would be unbelievable. Damn, it's crazy because, uh, you know, rumor was that Tio was in 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 place to to make that fight with Regis, but apparently uh, the finances weren't in, you know big enough as the Josh Taylor showdown. Mm -hmm. So you know, obviously, uh, you know, money demands, and uh, I think that's going to be a great fight regardless. But I personally like Regis, and I would like to see him in some exciting fights. But 
you know, it's kind of hard when you don't have a major promoter behind you. So sure. Hundred percent. You know, I think uh, I think Regis gives. But that, that opens up opportunities for guys like yourself because you know, Matchroom can make him an offer Absolutely. to face you. You know, he right now um, Rick Mirgan is only putting Arnold Barboza and Zepeda back on the table. Um, obviously, there was a possible fight with with Ryan Garcia if the Tank Davis fight couldn't get done on the fifteenth. But Regis doesn't have a lot of options, you know. So Matchroom could make him an offer for a possible fight with yourself. I think that'd be that'd be a big fight. Um, I wanted to ask you, you've relocated here, but is Matchroom do you, or do you know it? Is Matchroom trying to build you in Australia since they do, you know, are trying to build the Matchroom Australia uh, roster and things like that? Yeah, look, I think so. You know, we want to get a big, bigger household name in Australia. But um, for the training-wise, I need to be here. You know what I mean? I'm always I'm Australian. I'm a proud Australian. Always will be. But you have to um, kind of journey out if you want to keep bettering yourself, you know. And back there, it's not going to happen. So I've got to be here for training no matter where, you know, where, where I'm fighting in the world. I'm comfy in Vegas. I think it works well for me. So I'm glad I'm glad you're here. And you know, I agree. And we always preach it on this show. You know, uh he he's from the East Coast and even in New York that has a rich history of boxing and the East Coast having rich history of boxing, Philly and all throughout. He's like, it's different in Vegas. It's another level in Vegas. That being said, though, obviously the big time difference. So if you get a fight out there, how far out? Would you go back to readjust? And, um, you know, obviously you'd have to finish training camp out there. But how far out do you think? Because you've made the trip now a few times. Yeah, we've so. done it. And we did it for the last fight. So about two weeks, two and a half weeks. Two weeks is perfect. That's what we did last time and felt phenomenal on fight night. So um, that's a perfect amount of time to do it and acclimatize. So Do you have like a, 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 a trick, if you will, like uh, with Devin, he said that the first time um, he went out there, he landed in the morning and the moment he landed, he went to go run um, and that that helped him stay up throughout that day and kind of get readjusted. So the second time he said he did the same thing and that it worked. Do you have anything that kind of uh, yeah, helps you? That's what we do when we're vice versa here or there. Just get go there and hit the ground run and try to get back in the routine as quick as possible, you know, but... The best thing is a good workout straight away. Just try to get your body back in, yeah, feeling as normal as possible, quick as possible. So that's definitely, that's what we do. We come here, fly in, depending what time I land, it's, it's, it's straight into a session. So I wanted to jump in when you said proud Australian. Uh, obviously, Tim Zhu is going to be taking on Tony Harrison in a very dangerous fight that he mm -hmm. didn't have to take. Like, you know, he could have just had a, a regular fight. Yeah, for you sure. You know, picking Harrison... Uh, is sending a statement, I feel, especially if he can get that win. I feel like uh, being in the gyms here, the talk is a lot of people feel Harrison is a more dangerous opponent uh, for Zoo than Charlo was. Yep. So, uh, what? Oh, yeah. Why? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Why, though? It's the way some people I mean, feel. I mean, no way, man. Jamel, Jamel has power and can box. I, I, I guess I guess they they feel that you know what I'm saying that he's that, a difficult that, style. That, that first Castano fight, he got touched a lot. He got yeah, but rocked. But, but it's that style, 
And and yeah, Zoo is a little bit like that, but he's also not like that. Like, I'm pretty sure Terrell Gachet put him down, who's not considered a puncher. Yeah, he put him now, down in the now first Now you're going to get yeah. in there with a counter puncher who's also a puncher. Man, that's a recipe for disaster. And that Harrison fight's a big risk. It is. Considering going for all the belts, like you said, man. But hats off to him. It's uh, showing he wants to fight everyone, but on a business move, it's probably not the smartest. It's a big risk. But hey, like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm in Tim's corner all the time. You know, any Aussie, I'm, I'm going to be backing for sure. What sort of statement does it send to the people in Australia and just the boxing community out there if he gets that win? Oh, that is legit. You know what I mean? He's, um, he's definitely legit. Like, I believe he deserves that shot as it is, but that would definitely cement it in for sure that he deserves a shot at all the belts. I mean, beating man, the, it's a hard fight. Beating the only man to beat Charlo, I think uh, if people doubted him being deserving before, they probably wouldn't doubt it um, after when. Um, I've seen both, both men in camp. Obviously, Tim was out here recently, and I've been up to Detroit to see Tony and Alicia. Um, it's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a good fight. It's a fight that I've already, I've been arguing a lot. The moment it was announced, uh, back and forth in the gyms and the gym talk and just arguing on how that fight plays out. But I think it's going to be a great fight. Looking how do you see it? How do you see it playing out? He going Tony, you know that. Yeah, I'm going yeah, yeah, Tony, yeah, but yeah. I said, no, but I've said it. And and I mean, I've, I've told you on camera and off camera, I say, Tony can't get bored in the ring. Yeah. I think I, I think he got bored. I don't bored. know who I'm picking because while I believe Tony is the more has more tools in the basket. You got to question his tank or his chin. You don't know what is it? Is it the chin or is it the tank that, that, that gives up? Some people like him or others like to say, "Oh, he got bored in the ring." I don't believe bored happens in the ring. It's either the chin or the tank. And when I say bored, I he needs to stay disciplined all 12 rounds. He, you know, he needs to stay disciplined all 12 rounds. I think that we saw it in the in the second Charlo fight. A lot of people felt he was up on the cards. He started he started taunting, started talking shit. That's when he got caught and, and got hurt. So if he I think if he stays disciplined for the 12 rounds, um, I think that he he beats Tim. Uh yeah, on a decision, um, so much experience. He's got to box exactly how he did with Sergio Garcia. It's got to be jab, counterpunch, pivot, move, jab, double jab, pivot. You can't stay in front of Zoo because he's youthful, you know? How old is Tony right now? 34 at least. Got to uh, be. Pull it up. Yeah, Tony's been been in the game for a minute. Um, I, I want him to win, but... 32. It's, it's going to be tough. Yeah, he's a but, 90s baby. But he is focused. If you follow him, you know he's like on weight already and saying how motivated he is. And 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 I before I got in this sport, that phrase was there. You know, some fighters get up for the level of, of the opposition or fight down to the level of opposition. And he said he it. He's hungry, man. You know, he said like he wants that shot at Charlo again. And this is yeah, his way. So this is his way. He's going to have to wait. It's a good fight. But you know, like I said, I'm, I'm going to back the Aussie. I'm going to back Tim Zoo to get it done. Man, it's going to be a hell of a fight, definitely. For sure, for sure. I'm, I, I'm just curious because obviously it was a big event. Um, your last fight was the day before the Camboso-Saney rematch. Were you able to, to watch it? Yeah, we watched the fight. I didn't make it down there. We're in different um, right, different. I knew, Yeah, I knew it was yeah. in different cities, but... Um, no, I watched the fight. Yeah, for sure. And 
seeing, I mean, obviously George came up short on the stick, but um, first event, I think they did 40, 45,000 at Marvel Stadium. Yeah. And then the second one, that's where the Australian Open is played. So that's a, a legendary venue for them uh, to fight at. What was that like for you? I mean, obviously he came up short, but I'm sure that's only a dream for you to be able to, you know, be undisputed or, yeah, for sure. you know, I, I, I personally didn't think he was undisputed, but that was a whole nother argument. But, uh, you know, just be on top and, you know, call the shots. Call the shots, man. Man, it'd be, on, it'd be unreal, you know, you're in the driver's seat there with all the belts, got all the pull. But uh, I made it to the first fight at uh, Marvel Stadium. That was a good, good turnout. But, um, How was that experience like? Because it wasn't like, it started in the morning, right? Yeah, no, it was pretty good. It was a good experience. Went um, to breakfast. Yeah, and- just chilled out. So I wasn't in camp, so I was relaxing. It was uh, enjoying life. So, no, it was it was good, man. It was good. It was good to see the uh, Australia pull a crowd like that, for sure. You know, like Melbourne is very supportive of every sport. And that's the reason they held it down there in Melbourne. So, um, no, it was good, man. And it's it is a dream to pack out stadiums like that, especially in Australia. Liam, you seem like such a n- nice guy. Go ahead. Uh, does does he fall under Australian history for being able to bring all the belts there and have those two events or the fact that he wasn't able to get the wins in either of those fights? Man, no way. He's, he was undisputed. Like, they labeled him undisputed champion, and that's the first guy ever in Australia to do that. So, 100%. I believe he's done the most. That uh, belt-wise, this, this happened ever in Australia. You know what I mean? So, you got to give credit where it's due. And, you know, he come out here and he beat T.O. for them belts. So... I mean, you got to respect that, and he's done a lot for Australian boxing for that. Does he need to do more in his career for him to have a son to open the doors the way that Costa Zoo has opened the doors for Tim? Or you think with what he's done, if he retires, you that, know, that, his son will have an easy path where where look, George did not, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Look, man, he's still got a fair bit in him. He's still pretty young. He's still hungry as he's still training. So if the the story hasn't ended, then the book's not closed yet. George, you know, uh, hopefully, man, down the track, there could be a big fight between me and him, you know, it was similar. That's where I was going. That's, um, who knows when it could happen, you know, if he wants to come up to 140, look, but my, my, my visions is set on the 140 pound division now and that title, but could be a remake of Anthony Green, uh, Anthony Mundine, Danny Green, you know, could be a good retirement fund for us both at the end of our careers, but. Who knows, that could be a big potential domestic fight. Yeah, I had to ask because you seem like such a nice guy and you, you say you're going to always back your guys, but at the end of the day... If it comes to being opposition, then yeah, no. Like, you know what I mean? I'm sure, I'm sure when you were in Marvel Stadium, you you imagined yourself in that ring. Oh, for sure. Any any fighter would, you know? it's um That's what dreams are made of. That's what you fight for. That's, yeah, that's what you dream of is that kind of exposure and packing out stadiums like that, so... Yeah, man, it was good. It was a good G up, and it just it just motivates you to make it, you know? Do you think George is your nemesis? Is he your Triple G to Canelo's, you know, Golovkin? In what way? What do you mean, like? Is he your nemesis the way Floyd had Pacquiao? Where well, it the could way, be, the, man. Way, the way that Earl has Bud. I reckon it could be built up to be like that for sure, you know? I got to keep winning, you know what I mean? Um, well, look, it could, man. Like, like I said, that could be a huge domestic fight. They could build the shit out of that, man, so... I hope it happens in the in the future, near future, wherever. I think but. I think that every fighter needs that. Like Amanda Serrano yeah, sure. has Katie Teller. You yeah, know, 100%. she'll probably go to uh, Croke Park, win or lose, and retire. Mm-hmm. Floyd had Pacquiao, Canelo had Golovkin. 
He got lucky to get Floyd. You know, um, every fighter needs that to get to that next level. That's why everybody's craving Tank and Ryan, Earl mm -hmm. and Bud. I got I, I to ask because I haven't been in the business too long. We're the same age, but, you know, I've, I've talked to, uh, I think, a fair share of Australian fighters. And, you know, I have to say everybody has been very nice and respectful, opened arms and, and uh, you know, the man, we were in Mexico with the Maloney's and, you know, everybody's been great. You know, and and George was the one fighter that kind of stood out very outspoken, a bit loud. And I'm going to be honest, you know, there were some Australian fans, maybe even some fighters, maybe even some trainers that would tell us, yo, we're not like that. A lot of people aren't backing George because of that. Did you get that sense, or do you think that he I was think just? Mundine was like that, though, right? Wasn't Mundine yeah, just as cocky as One hundred percent Cambosis for sure. But he's, you know, at the end of the day, he's selling fights, and that's his way around it. Everyone has a different approach to a fight, you know. So that could be his way of getting his head in the game, you know. But um, yeah, you know, everything works different for every person. Like I'm very humble, you know what I mean. I I just like getting in there and fighting. I feel like the talking ain't gonna do much, you know. You got to fight at the end of the day, but um. Look, it worked for him, man. He's he made some noise and definitely yeah, works. Yes, so it, it's the Mundine blueprint. Mundine almost got a Mayweather shot, bro. Like, it, 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 I mean, I think the only guy that didn't work for was Shannon Briggs, and because he started the whole Let's Go Champ so late that it was probably hard to get him approved in certain commissions. But like, you know, the Club of Lane route works. It really works, and Mundine he used that well. What he is up? A lot of opportunities. What is uh, G up? Because I heard you say it, and I remember uh, George Tag has... clothing yeah, the, G like, up. Yeah. Like a G up. Like, oh, I don't know, man, how to explain it. A G yeah. up, like a, like a hype up. Like, it hypes you up. You know what I mean? For Like I seen in the stadium, I was G'd up. I was hyped up about it, you know? Okay. So it's kind of just a I guess Aussie slang then, yeah. Okay. So so if I'm in Australia, I want to get the Aussies hyped up. up. I, you know, I'm going to G him up. Yeah, I'm going to G him <laughs> up. Okay. <laughs> All right. So is this your trainer? That's my coach, yeah, Steve Rollins. Oh, Steve, you didn't want to be on, on camera and no mic or nothing for Steve. So how'd you link up with him? Um, Through my management and coach back in Australia, Ace Boxing Angelo De Carlo. They've been uh, friends of Steve's for a long time and he sent a lot of fighters over here and, you know, they they get um sent me over with him like two years ago and, Man, it's the best thing that's ever happened. You know, we're uh, hitting new levels and yeah, it's a true blessing. It's good, man. It's only just a start. So I, I'm obviously we're talking a little bit of uh, Australian boxing and history. What's your thoughts on Jeff Horn? Um, Jeff Horn's good, man. I, I was his main sparring partner for Pacquiao and Terence Crawford. So I was, I, was, I was very young in my career. So I was uh, very blessed to get that opportunity. Um, he's a good dude, man. Hats off to him. And yeah, I, like, like I said, I'm very... Thankful for the opportunity I got so early on to uh, help him out in his preps. So. What, what yeah, he made a I, name for himself out of nowhere. I got to ask because obviously being in that Pacquiao camp, you were obviously at the fight, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, I was at the fight there. Yeah, it was, What um, was more memorable? Suncor Stadium or uh, Suncor, right? He's going to... Oh, for sure, man. That was Pacquiao. That was... Uh, Man, Pacquiao brings the, yeah, it's Pacquiao, brings the people, man. It was... And it was more was people there, no? Was it 50? No, I think close it was, to 80,000. Yeah, yeah, it was more. What? Pacquiao, yeah. That place is packed, man. 80? Let me close that people. up. Wow. Yeah. Pretty sure. What did you something. think of the decision? No, I thought I thought it 
thought Jeff got it. He worked, he worked hard. You know, he did the right thing right from the start. He did not show him any respect. He was there to get the job done. Did you think he was going to do better versus Crawford? Uh, I didn't know, man. But then that just proved how good Crawford really is. 51,000. I knew I was right. Yeah, he 50. said 80. I'm like, yeah, what? Yeah, well, it's 80,000, I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's a rugby no, stadium, was, uh, I believe. It's, 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 it's crazy. You guys have had a run for sure. Because even Michael Safada, I don't know where you would put him uh, because he didn't win a world title or anything like that. But he's memorable to me. Like, I, I, I watched his fights. Like, I lived the Anthony Mundine career, but I've also lived the Zafara career. I w watched that big fight with, that he got with, with Peter Quillen. And uh, then he was able to get a, a Jeff Horn fight, right? So, like, mm -hmm. you know, even... And he's highly ranked. Right now, somehow, he's number one in, 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 in the middleweight division. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So The uh, best thing that could happen for him is he gets, like, a Sergio Martinez, who's, like, number two, but, you yeah. know... I think he's chasing uh, Triple G and stuff like that. So Yeah, he's got to go for That's one of those I older said. guys. I yeah. said, I, I wouldn't, look, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind that. I, I got to see, I want to see Sergio definitely, like, against somebody under Triple G to see, you know, because Triple G got that power. No, no, I think he meant Safada's chasing Triple G. Oh, oh, Yeah, he's oh. the number one. And Garcia, Sergio's two? Two. Mmm. Mmm. But, I mean, both of those fights are, are, are possible. I, I mean, for Safada, he's just got to get the investors to bring Triple G to Australia. Yeah, Triple G's going anywhere, so... Wherever there's money. Wherever there's <laughs> money. So that's what Australia needs, though, is the big names coming there. You know, for example, Pacquiao, Haney. You guys got to lighten up on the on the on the, uh, the allowing people in there. Yeah, jeez, Louise. That, that's why we didn't go. Over at the no, that, that's why we didn't go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, and, and, and I tried. Yeah. I and this guy, he did two tours in Afghan, and they still ain't let him in. And and it was and it just came down to when they're like, oh well, you know, we can try this, but there's no. And I'm just like, bro, I'm not gonna it keep during uh, the COVID lockdown. That was pretty wild, man. Man, that was crazy. Yeah, I I can't. Uh, yeah, that was that was interesting. And that was somebody, you know, um, being here in Vegas. That that was a. Uh, Camps nine and ten that I've seen Devin in, so it was like I wanted to be there. I saw I saw another level of work that I had never seen. I wanted to, you know, be able to, uh, you know, see Australia. Like if you're getting a stadium fight, I knew they were gonna pack it out, and I I see how Australian fans get for rugby. So I was like, I could only imagine how they're gonna get for their champion. You know, um, I would I I definitely would have liked to be there, but uh. You know, hopefully they keep making some big fights. You know, Golovkin gets down or, you know, somebody else that, that would be... That. There was talks of uh, Dempsey McKean with uh, Anthony Joshua in Australia. I don't know how, where, where that's at, but I know that was in the pipeline to happen. I, I feel like that would probably would have been a good fight for, like, AJ right now instead of, like, Jermaine Franklin. Like, that's... Well, well, I think it wasn't received well. Dempsey was one of the names mentioned. It wasn't received well. Mm. And you got to remember, at the end of the day, it's a business. I mean, you, yeah, I need to rebuild, but I got to sell tickets. You know? People got to want to come out. Nah, for But sure. Liam, uh, I hate to put you in this predicament, but you did spar Haney. So uh, the, 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 there are a lot of people that question his power. How, and, uh, you know, I, I got to use you as a gauge. What do you think of the champ's power? Look, man, I'm not going to 
disrespect Haney at all. He's he's where he's at for a reason. You know what I mean? He's very accurate with his punches. Um, fast. He's he's got good power, man. He's um yeah, like he's good, man. He's all around. Like he's he is where he is for a reason. You know what I mean? And I've got full respect for him and his camp. They're good people and you know, I just hope we can keep working with them. So it was a pretty good spot. You seen it yesterday, which is yeah, good, no, you know, it doesn't get yeah. much. And I'm sorry for not coming over. I'm gonna be honest. At first, I'm like, look, he's in, he's in the zone. I'm not gonna bother him. And then after the sparring, I, I'm like, damn, I got the hand. I had the Haney tracksuit jacket on. I'm like, I'm like, he's not gonna want to show up tomorrow. I'm like, nah. I'm like, I'm I'm just not gonna say anything. I'm just not gonna say anything. So you know, don't take nothing from me. No. I, and then he tells me that, and I'm like, oh my god, how didn't you say at least introduce yourself? It's gonna look even worse now. I, I thought I'm like, damn, I got the Haney tracksuit jacket on because I, I've heard about obviously the. Like on numerous occasions, it just couldn't happen, yeah, yeah. you know, due to scheduling or uh, what have you. So, so I honestly didn't even think about it. I heard it was, I, I heard for Tuesday, but I'm like, I didn't even think about it. Left my house, threw my jacket on, and then I'm like, oh crap! Showed I'm up like, with his bias jacket. I'm man. like, I'm like, I'll see him on the <laughs> show tomorrow. Whose corner was he in yesterday? <laughs> I'm like, I'll see him on the show tomorrow. I, I was a neutral corner. <laughs> <laughs> That was good, but it was good rounds, man. You know, no, it was, it was, it was great good, rounds. Man. It was great rounds, especially, uh, you know, I mean, I don't want to say, can I say how many rounds you guys did? Yeah, yeah. Eight straight rounds. Let I me was tell impressed you, when he told me, me that. Yeah, let me tell you, uh, yeah, not many people can do eight straight, you know what I'm saying, like that. So, you know, it was good, especially, uh, you know, the Lomachenko fight on the horizon for Devin. It was, it was good. He needs some southpaw sparring and, uh, you know, it was good. Hopefully after March 11th, you get back. You know, and uh, like you said, close out camp. Not for sure. That you know, that would be what for you. What are your 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 biggest takeaways? I mean, obviously, you've been around, uh, been around the block a little bit. So Devin isn't the first world champion you step in the in the ring with. But what is your biggest takeaways when you are in in that ring getting work with a world champion? Man, it's just you take everything away from it. You know what I mean? From how they hold themselves to they execute their punches. You know, they're, they're at the top for a reason. You know what I mean? Their timing, their speed, everything is just, they don't fall for traps that you usually set on other people. And a little thing yesterday, you know, uh, you sometimes get bad habits, getting lazy, you can get away with it with stuff like that. And anytime you you slip a tiny bit, you're going to get caught. So it, it teaches you to keep your mind on the job all like the full three minutes of the of the spa. So, um, no, it's good, man. It's just, I love it, man. I love soaking up that that. That experience and yeah, it's it's unbelievable to to get in there with the best. I gotta ask because it came up. Can I jump in. Uh, okay. Do you watch tape of any southpaws, like for yourself? Um, or does your trainer recommend to watch any? Look, not really. Specific like I, fighters. I don't watch a whole heap of boxing. I watch the fights that are on and stuff like that. But I watch a bit here and there of of people, and try to take bits and pieces that work for me. But now I got my own little unique style, I, I believe. But um. Yeah, look, I like watching Perno Whitaker. Highlights. He's my favorite fighter, so I watch him. I fight nothing like him, but I just like watching him, you know. So, I I gotta ask because you were with Horn in camp. For, you said for the Pacquiao fight, and George was in camp with Pacquiao for that fight, and you know the you know that even came up uh, in the Devin fight. Do you feel that you would owe George any loyalty as a fellow Australian? If Devin was like, yo, I want you in camp for Loma, even though that, you know, they already fought and that's done and over with. 
But if Devin tells you, you know, too hey, late for that. No, nah, man, no, yeah, no way. It's we're on our own journey. You know what I mean? Um, I respect him, but you know, at the same time, I got to worry about myself too, like he would him. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and the, the reason I ask, obviously, because yeah. for that specific fight, there was outside criticism from certain Australian certain fighters that said, you know, George owed uh, Horn a call that he should have told him or he should have not even Which accepted it. I don't agree it. with. Don't yeah, know. no way, man. At the, at the, you got to look after yourself, you know. You're on your own journey. You're on your own path, so. I agree. You need to, you know, it sounds savage. You got to worry about yourself first, man, because a lot of people, they wouldn't do that for you, you know what I mean? So, if you got to benefit from it, take it with both hands. That's mad. That would have been unbelievable being in Campbell Pacquiao, so, yeah. Absolutely. No, I agree. I, I just wanted your thoughts, you know, being a fighter and then, you know, obviously in an indirect way, being part of that, uh, at least camp, you know. Um, Their business is done though now, you know what I mean? No, absolutely, so, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Sure. Being on that matchroom side, do you feel like a Sandor Martin is a step backwards? Um, I mean, he is ranked beneath you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But look, man, if, if it made sense, 100%, you know, I'll fight anybody if it makes sense. But like I said, you know, I, I want to get past Robbie Davies Jr. and... I really want title intentions this year. I really do, man. I really want to test myself with the elite, the best. And who knows, man? God willing, I get it done. I could be a defense against Sendor Martin. He's good, man. He gave uh, Lopez a very good fight. So. I mean, good. put Mikey in retirement. Exactly right, man. He, no one expected him to do that. I, so. I was, I, I kid you not, I was just scrolling on TikTok last night and I saw Mikey in a music video. I'm like, oh... He's enjoying that uh, retired life for sure. I got two here from uh, the people. One is just a statement. Canna in Nebraska says, no question, but salute to you for coming on the show with the cool guy swag. Can't wait to see you do your work. And he's then rocking York, the, he, He's rocking the Prada shades. He, he came <laughs> in Gucci, style. It's that Gucci bag too. He's got the New York bullet says, what's good champ? Who were some of the fighters you watched growing up? Blessings. Um, like I said before, Pernell Whitaker. Um, man, I watched Pacquiao growing up. I watched Mayweather, uh, De La Hoya. Look, I watched a fair few, man. I, I don't even mind watching uh, Hector Camacho's highlights. He was an outgoing guy. So, um, yeah, look, I watched a bit of here and there. Roy Jones highlights. I was big on the highlight videos growing up through high school. Watching them, so yeah, me good too. Good high G ups, I should say. Good G up videos. Good, so. good G Yo, Roy had some good G ups. I, <laughs> yo, there's this video on YouTube of Roy. I, I I used to watch before my football getting yeah American football. Uh, I used to watch before the game to get me hyped up, and he had a professional fight, and he it's like his camera crew following him around the day of the fight, and he plays like two hours of basketball full yeah. court. <laughs> and then, like, showers and then gets ready to go to the arena for his title defense that night. And, like, the whole video, he's just talking shit and just, man, it's, it just used to get me G'd up yeah. for the game. Uh, I do want to ask, since you're here, uh, Alberto Puello, the WBA champion, is scheduled to uh, face Rolando Romero uh, in his first title defense at 140. Roley's moving up from 35, and he's getting a shot. They're saying April. Uh, no exact date or venue, but they're saying April. Um, what's your thoughts on that potential fight? Um, it's a good fight. I spied both guys last camp. Um, no, it's, it's really good, man. I I don't know who will win that fight. I think it's a 50-50 fight. I really do. It just depends like who shows up. But 
Um, yeah, man, I, I can't pick a winner there. No, I'm mates with Rollies. I'll go with him. Speaking of sparring, I'm sure you've seen, and if not, have you heard of the viral sparring that happened about a week ago now? Of Rolly about a week ago, <laughs> getting knocked out in the Mayweather. Knocked down, knocked down, knocked down. Yo, I seen the video, man. But look, sparring, sparring. You know what I mean? There's a lot of good gym fighters. When it comes under the bright lights, they crumble. So it's a whole different thing, you know. I believe you can't win a spar, get the upper hand, but you're learning, man. Some, you know what I mean? You. Practicing different things, but that's I think that's the worst thing about uh, social media and phones these days, man, is that kind of stuff, which, you know, when the top line is there's no, no phones at all for that reason. But look, man, it's, it is boxing, man. It's like you can't, get, you can't go swimming without getting wet. You can't box without getting hit, you know, so. But no concerns. I mean, coming off of a tank knockout now being knocked down yeah. and sparring in that fashion. Look, I guess we're going to have to wait and see because it, it is very close to each other, man, so. He's, yeah, who, we're gonna have to see how you, his chin really holds holds up. It's a whole different story in eight ounce gloves too. Like you said, you sparred him. Um, how was the sparring? And would you be willing to help him for this camp? Given that Pollo is also a southpaw. Yeah, why not, man? Hundred percent. I'm a bit shorter than uh, Pollo, but I'll get in there if you need some southpaw work for sure. You know, I help anyone out. You know, get some rounds, and you know it's benefiting me too. So why not? At what point? If at any point do you do you turn down sparring because of we might fight potential each other fights. potential fight? Look, man, I don't know. I will leave that up to my coach. So whatever he thinks, man. So whatever what, what the system we got now is working. So he tells me we're sparring. I was hundred percent. You know, I have full trust in Steve. And so yeah, we um yeah, whatever he says. I like goes, that. You know? I got a uh, one coming in from Cali. Victor Banuelo says, uh, "What are your top?" Five offensive fighters of all time. Oh man! <laughs> Shit, five. Uh, well, Tyson can't go past him. Uh, Prince Nassim. Um, me on the spot. Ah, <laughs> uh, Farah Pacquiao's good man. He's very offensive. Um, man, I can't even really think. What about you guys? What's the last? I wanted to ask you today. I would say Loma. Oh, yeah, Loma, yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you, today we're actually, on this show, we're actually talking about David Benavidez. I think that he's an individual, high output, yeah. uh, you know, especially for that weight class. And although I do believe in the power, you know, people talk about the power, but it's usually volume that stops it. So I think yeah. right now he's definitely one of the better offensive fighters. Mm -hmm. for sure. Who do you go out of him and plant? Who you? Tough fight to pick. Tough yeah, yeah. Tough, I yes, but, yeah, and I'm gonna change perception so much with that knockout. Like, obviously, I always argued that he had power because he yeah. put Uskakati down twice, but but being able to knock out Darrell in that fashion, it really makes you question how much power he has. The accuracy comes into play. You know, you got to factor in that Ronald Graville put down uh, Benavidez, but he was younger. He's focused for this fight. He throws so many punches, can plant take the pressure, especially when we've seen Canelo put, you know, a, a, a calmer pressure, right? Canelo's putting mental pressure constantly in front of you. Like, plant's going to be in front of you with fucking shots. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, man, I'm that's excited. a tough one. I'm excited. Like, that's a fight. I've only been in the media world less than five years. So, living in Vegas before that, 
that's a fight that I wanted as a fan. I, re I remember arguing that fight in 2017. So now that we're in 2023, it's just, it, you know, I'm, I'm happy and I'm excited to... Uh, Five years, right? Wow, yeah. that's sad. I mean, to be fair, though, Plant hadn't even become world champ, and I was arguing that fight. No, I hear you, but there was a time where they both had belts. Yeah, they, they unified. It they, was crazy. You know, they could have ended. There's a true uh, dislike with, you know, with each other. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's gotten beyond personal. Uh, you know, the build-up fight week. I mean, you'll be in town, so hopefully that's a fight you're, you're able to attend. Yeah. Uh, you know, training now in Vegas. So uh, that's a fight that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, we do live shows for the fights, and those are usually our biggest shows. So we miss a lot of the fights in person because we'll be in studio. And he asked me the other day, I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in person at that one, mister. Definitely not missing it. Nah, and I prefer to watch it on television. I feel like that's the best seat in the house, you know? You get inside the ring, and as an official... You only have one side of that ring, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather be in. And I, and I agree, but you know the atmosphere, the atmosphere and the like. Sure. I could only That's imagine what weeks for no, yeah. but you know, uh, like I was there for Wilder Fury one. You chose. You were in L.A. and chose not to go. And my seat ended but up. I went being, to everything fight week. Yeah, he did. And my seat ended up being my media seat. Ended up being where the ring walks came out. Yo. I get goosebumps watching the video on my phone back of Fury coming out. Like, that event was top. We, we got to go there live. Me and Steve, that was so man, you know, the atmosphere. Was you nuts. know the atmosphere yeah. was nuts. I could imagine what Pacquiao Horn was. I could imagine yeah. what Camboso's Haney 1 was at Marvel Stadium, you know? So, I know that atmosphere is going to be ridiculous. I know that... Uh, the intensity, yo, my heart rate is higher at, at fights <laughs> in person. It, my my heart rate is through the roof sometimes. So, it's it's a bit different sometimes. Liam, do you know anything about uh, this weekend's fight with Wood and Laura? I've seen a little bit of it with um with the matchroom build up and stuff like that. But you think it goes the distance? Uh, I don't know, man. I really don't know. That fight with Wood and um, Conlon was that was a cracker. That was a good fight. Yeah, man. Laura, Laura's been on a real hot streak, but I, I don't know if he's gonna. Can he get it? Can he get it? Can he get the knockout? I think Wood might might take him the decision. So I'm staying away. I'm usually a better, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. After what? Yeah, like you said, that Conlon Wood fight was insane. So yeah, crazy, uh, man. I think Wood's on a high from that too. So I think that's gonna help out. I'm into this fight. A lot of confidence. Yes, yeah, it should be a good one. It should be a good one. But uh, anything else, champ? That is all the questions. Um, yep, we got to everybody. Liam, please. Uh, well, first and foremost, thank you for joining us. Uh, now that you're in Vegas, uh, we'll be uh, hopefully get you on as a regular and uh, get a lot more coverage of you. Um, we do appreciate it. Please make sure to give out any social media information for the fight March 11th. Tickets, what, you know, whatever the case may be. No, yeah. Thanks for having me on, man. It was a pleasure to be on, on the show and look forward to coming on again. Yes, sir. Yeah, just a shout out to everyone that supported me throughout my career and my journey and have to make it proud March 11th. All right. Social well, media. Uh, oh. Social media. Uh, find me on Liam Pyro Boxing on Instagram, um, Twitter, 
uh, Pyro Liam and Facebook Liam the Prodigy Pyro. March 11th in Liverpool on the zone. Make sure to tune in. Do not miss it. Catch us on the next one, 6 a.m. Tomorrow morning. Next GTO Ringwalk Danny. Peace. Peace.